0: Welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast, and now a word from our sponsors. Hello and welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast, Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, how's it going, buddy? Doing good, man. Excited to do this today. Yeah, well, as you can see, we have started recording a video now of our podcast, but like always, it'll still be available on Anchor and on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Podbeam, all those. So, Make sure you subscribe on all that and subscribe to our YouTube channel at, at Tide Talk Podcast. And uh, we're excited about this. And uh, today we're going to be bringing you the top five tight ends of the Knicks saving air But what we decided to do is uh, kind of, you know, we kind of know who the top two guys are, and then the, really it's just everybody else. It's really only a debate between two guys. So we're going to save some time of just, you know, Splitting hairs between three through five and, yeah. and just kind of dive on into it, but because we kind we have the same five guys in, right. in our list, and, and probably most people will. But uh, we have, you know, our, the last three guys we have Brad Spelly, Smelly, Michael Williams, and Colin Peek. Yes, and uh, you know they were all very surf, serviceable tight ends for Alabama, and they all kind of played a little bit differently. But uh, like like you said, you know. Just within
1: the last couple of years, the tight end has really been used. So, I mean, it's it really is just a debate of two guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you go all the way back to, you know, when, when Greg McIlroy was the quarterback and A.J. McCarron, they had guys like Colin Peake and Michael Williams and then Brad Smelly. And, and, you know, none of those guys really, you know, racked up a whole lot of yardage. Uh, Brad Smelly, his, uh, his senior year was his best year. He had 34 catches for 356 yards. And then you look at a guy like Michael Williams, he was really that, you know, that bruising tight end. You know, he was a big guy. I think he was like 6'6 to 80 or something like that. So he was more of a blocking tight end. But you know, he he made plays in, in the passing game as well. Uh he uh, his senior season he had hundred and eighty three yards uh receiving and four touchdowns, but he did have a catch in the a touchdown catch in the national championship game against Notre Dame. So uh and uh, you know, he was just he was a really solid player who who played you know, really, since the moment he stepped on campus. Yeah, and then you have a guy like Colin Peake. Obviously, he he transferred from Georgia Tech when uh when uh Johnson took over Georgia Tech and he realized the tight end wasn't going to be used, so he he transferred to Alabama and sat out a year, and uh, then he played his senior season with Greg McElroy, and that was in two thousand nine, and uh you know he had a really big year. I mean I say a big year that was really the first big year for an album end under yeah. Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. You know, he had 26 catches, 313 yards and three touchdowns. And I believe he had a touchdown catch against uh Florida in the SEC Championship game I that think year. So. so uh he was a he was a fun player to watch. Uh but those were the kind of three guys we had, you know, mm-hmm. other than the obvious two. You got anything you want to add on those three guys, Jake? No, no you know, like
1: like you said they were uh they they were serviceable. Uh, they were good players, you know, at the time for you know at the tight end position. But uh, like we said, there it's just a debate between two guys.
0: Well, and and going back to you know in Nick Saban's early days, you know the tight ends were really just uh, an extra offensive lineman. So. Now with the evolution of the offense and you know a more more up tempo up tempo you know more mm-hmm. passing game you got to have you know, tight ends like our first two guys on the list yeah. and that's obviously OJ Howard and Irv Smith Jr. and uh you know then we're actually our last two tight ends uh, at Alabama so uh you know they were really good guys me and Jake we can't really decide mm. who number one is <laughs> I mean it's tough you know OJ had the you know the longevity mm-hmm. uh. But Irv Smith had the better numbers his senior season. Irv Smith, I mean, last year – or his junior season, really. Last year he uh, he had 44 catches for 710 yards and seven touchdowns, and he was a matchup nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 got behind the linebackers. He was hard for the safeties and defensive backs to handle. So he, he had a really good season. I would have loved for him to come back and Man. And, and, and see what he could have done this year with – you know, with two another year under his belt, and and all those uh, wide receivers we have outside, so he was a really really good tight end. Uh, and of course, OJ Howard. You know, he uh, he was just one of those guys who was just there for. I mean, he started for four years there, and uh, you know, his first two years were really kind of kind of made you wonder if he was really going to live up to the hype. Yeah. And, uh He only had 269 yards his freshman year, and then 260 his sophomore year. But he started stepping up his junior year, and he kind of really broke out. He had 602 yards receiving that year, but you know he never really was a touchdown threat, which was surprising. You know, for a guy that's six six and you know 250 pounds and can run like a wideout. But you know he uh, he he was really good, and obviously a matchup nightmare with that size and speed.
1: Yeah, and you know we we've made the comment before. Um, it just seemed like o j he wasn't really using the offense that much um he was very underutilized and um i don't know we just got down to the red zone where it seemed like he never got the ball um he was um you know he he was a big lanky guy and you know i remember i think it was in the l s u game where he you know he uh, had an interception up again you know interception no <laughs> oh, well he he got a guy intercepted the ball from him, you know, but, yeah, you know. that, that was Michael Williams. Was it Michael Williams? That was Michael Williams. Well, that shows you how much I know.
0: But, uh, but. Uh, but
1: I can't remember. I got a bad memory. His uh,
0: his freshman year, you know, you kind of thought that maybe he was turning the corner against LSU. Yeah. Uh, when he caught a slant pattern pass from A.J. McCarron and ran past all the defenders for a touchdown. You kind of thought, well, maybe he's waking up and, and kind of understanding what his role is in the offense. and. He just, his first couple years, he just never really lived with the hype. But like we said, his junior season, he played really well. And uh, he had a pretty decent senior season as well, you know, 595 yards receiving and, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The, to me, though, the surprising thing about O.J. is that he just never, you know, like I said a minute ago, was never really a touchdown threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got a guy 6'6", uh, you, just, you would think in the red zone that's a matchup nightmare. But yeah. You know, at Alabama, you play with a lot of talented guys. You know, the backfield is loaded, the the wide receiver core is loaded. So, you know, th- there's only one ball to go around. So you just kind of got to pick your poison, I guess. Right. And, and uh, he uh, he was a really good player, but I, I think if I had to pick, I would actually go with Irv Smith. And it, it's really just based on production. I mean, in his one year as the as the real starter, I mean, he had 710 yards receiving. Now, in O.J.'s defense, O.J. didn't get to play with Tua. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah. maybe that's selling
1: O.J. short. I don't know. If he got to play with, with Tua, my gosh, you don't tell me what he would do. I remember Irv Smith, you know, in the Arkansas game, the very first pass, you know, it was a thing, it was a slant across the middle. Might have been a little cross across the middle. He caught him, ran up the sideline. I mean, he hit the speed for a tight end. I didn't, you know, that he had, my gosh. You know, he outran corners yeah, yeah. on that he's play just, it was just
0: a special talent yeah know? it was crazy in both him and OJ like we said and like we've said on a lot of position groups were really splitting hairs when, oh, yeah. when we we're talking about these guys and uh Alvin was really fortunate to have a lot of talented guys over the past decade and really mm-hmm. longer than a decade now at Alabama so uh yeah you know he's obviously he was picked in the second round by the Minnesota Vikings this past year in the draft and good pick for them uh you know i believe they let Kyle rudolph go so he'll so. he'll be the feature tight end now uh with the with the vikings and of course oj is with uh with tampa bay and you know he's he's actually had you know pretty pretty good season so far uh with tampa bay and uh i think last year he was his season was cut short with an injury i, I believe so. it was last year yeah but
1: uh he's only 24 still i mean, yeah, he's, I mean
0: he's he's a young guy He's still got He's still got a long way to go. But last year he had 34 catches for 565 yards and I'm pretty sure he missed a lot of the season. I'm trying to look that up as we speak right now. But uh he uh he's a really talented guy and he'll uh he'll uh, he'll he'll do well in the NFL. Both him and Er Smith are, are exactly what the tight ends are supposed to look like in the NFL right now. It's like he only played about twelve games. Yeah, he only played about uh twelve games, it yeah. looks like dang. So I mean that's what so he that's four or five games that you missed? Yeah, he he, he yeah. missed uh he missed four games last season. So uh you know he he obviously would have had a few more uh yards receiving and and a couple more touchdowns probably. But he uh he's he's definitely gonna be a, a mainstay in the league, obviously if he can stay healthy. But he's he's really talented along with our Smith Junior. And uh you know that's uh that's really the tidying group. But uh we're gonna kind of continue talking right now while we mm-hmm. while we have y'all here we're excited about the basketball program oh man i, I mean
1: am, i'm stoked
0: they i don't know what else to say about Nate Oates, but i mean i love the guy i do too he's uh he's very special and uh obviously he uh he's on the recruiting trail hard him and uh brian Ho- hogsden i guess hogsden hogsden i yeah. guess is how you say his last name uh they're all over the place they're uh they're recruiting like crazy, and uh, they're doing a wonderful job with this with this basketball team. And, uh, we're excited to see the product on the court. And, uh, you know, we're, at, we're getting closer to basketball, and that means we're really close to football. Uh, wow. I believe it's two weeks from now is media, SEC media days. Wow. Let me look that up real quick while, while we're here. But uh, we're um, really excited about that.
1: Um, I'll, I'll say something while you're doing that. But, uh, you know, since we only got one uh, – Group left on the, uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. um, I want to talk about, you know, out. uh, We know the bat on uh, the football side. We landed uh, Landon Dickerson. Uh, He was a grad transfer out of Florida State for the offensive line, and uh, so hopefully um,
0: he can come in and uh, be be serviceable. I think he has two years of eligibility. That's great. So uh, That'd be great. but he'll he'll be competing. He's a really talented guy. He'll be competing for a starting spot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that he'll win it, but he'll definitely be competing for one. Uh but uh Media Days is the week of the fifteenth of July. Alabama is set for Wednesday, July seventeenth. So we look forward to that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. uh and then like we said, I mean, the football season's what, two months away now? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's crazy, man. So we're we're really excited about that. Uh, like we said, uh, we're excited about the basketball team, uh, and and what Nate Oates is building there. I know. I hope y'all seen the videos of the practice and mm-hmm. how up tempo it is, and how you know all the guys look in incredible shape. I mean, Alex Rees looks like a different player he does he looks 20 30 pounds lighter obviously obviously uh Javion Davis Fleming has slimmed up a lot Galen Smith is beefed up and he doesn't look so lanky anymore I mean he was a big guy but he didn't have any muscle definition now he does John Petty looks a little stronger and Herb Jones definitely looks a little stronger and uh you know we're really excited to see all those guys uh you know obviously uh Kyra Lewis Jr. is uh is on the USA uh, under nineteen team, which is awesome. And he played well yesterday. Uh, he actually had the best plus minus for the team yesterday. I yep. think he was plus twenty nine. Dang! I think he finished with seven points and two assists and one steal, I believe. Nice. So he he played really well. Um, he's uh he's just he, he's gonna thrive in NATO system. Yeah, I, I, I agree mean he with that. is he is the prototypical. Prototypical point guard for for the NATO system. I mean, he's he's fast. He can get up and down the court. He can finish. He can shoot. He can pass and dribble. He can do all the the necessary things for a point guard. And you know, with if 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 uh, Quinterly can get his uh, release, oh my gosh! You talk about a dynamic backcourt. You know, you already got uh, Lewis and uh, Beadle mm-hmm. and. Bolden, ain't it? Beetle Bolden, yeah, yeah Beetle. Uh, and mm-hmm. you got John Petty, and you yep. know, Herb Jones can handle the ball. Some the backcourt's already really strong, and uh, you look at the front court with guys like Galen Smith and Alex Reese, and uh, Javion Davis Fleming and Raymond Hawkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, there's some serious talent on this on this team, and you know they have a they have a chance to make a run. Uh, in the SEC this next season, if if everything goes well and, and like we think it's going to, I've seen people saying that that we could easily be a a Sweet
1: 16 team. I don't want to get too far ahead. I'm just excited about you know what's happening. Um, a lot of, I've also seen a lot of people say that you know we're we're hopping up uh, NATO's way too much for a big failure, which I, I don't see that happening. You know, the resources are there for him to, to thrive at Alabama. And, and he's a great coach. He's been saying everything right here lately. Um, you know, he there, you know, the funniest thing he always talks about, you know, I always talk about it too, is you know, he pretty much says, you know, come play for us at Alabama. If you don't, that's fine. We're just going to beat you on the court. I mean, I love that attitude. You know, if you don't want to play for Alabama, that's fine. You can go somewhere else, but expect to lose to us. And I, I love I to see that from him.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely got the right attitude. He's he's all in on Alabama and, and mm-hmm. what what is best for the program and, and if that means certain players don't want to be there, then so be it. Right. And uh, you know, I, I like that in the guy, you know. Who too? Nothing against Avery, but Avery Avery was, was more of an NBA coach and kinda of let the, the players kinda of dictate things. Right. And you can't do that in college. You no. gotta you gotta let the players know where you stand and where the program's at and, and what you're looking for in a player and uh, you know Nate has done that, and uh, you know we're excited about that, and excited about football. Uh, it's just a, it's a great time to be an Alabama fan.
1: It is, and uh, on all on all sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's. Uh, um, we had a big commitment uh, baseball wise the other day. Um, I can't think of his name now, uh, but he got drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers, but he decided to come to college or come back to college. So. Yeah. What was his name? He was a shortstop, I believe. Yeah, I've seen it, too. I yeah. can't name his name um, right now. But uh, that's a big pickup for for uh, Brad O'Hannon. Uh, he's also got a lot of good recruits coming in. Uh, like we said last week, the softball team, um, the, the amazing job that Patrick Murphy did this past year. Um, and then uh, we also uh, got a new recruit. out of the, uh, um, She come in uh, on the softball side uh, from Oregon. I cannot think of her name now. Um, but uh, she might be able to take Alexis something. Isn't it? Yeah, it's Alexa's something, but she should, she might be able to come in and take um, Schroeder's spot. I think she was a senior out in left field, so um, that that's a big pickup. Um, and we still, of course, we still got Montana Fouts and and uh, Scholar uh, Montana and Scholar both are only um, sophomores, this going to a year, so you know that's scary to think about. And we got, I think, what Hempel was only a junior. So she'll be a senior yeah, this coming yeah. year. So she's back. We still got power in the lineup. Uh, Claire Jenkins is back on that side. So KB sides. KB sides. Um, uh, Maddie Morgan, I believe she's only she was only a junior, so she'll be a senior this year. I mean, my gosh, that team's just loaded. The the, the best is yet to come for the softball team. Yeah, for sure. and and the best is yet to come for the for the ba- uh, baseball team.
0: Too. Yeah, I mean, it, speaking of baseball, I don't think people who you know didn't follow the program. You know, mm-hmm. real close, they don't realize how bad off the album baseball oh, it was team was. Terrible. I mean, the, the program was in really bad shape, and it's you know, we're gonna have to be patient with Brad. And, mm-hmm. and I think the real baseball fans are being patient with him, yeah. And uh, it's gonna take another year or two before he really has what he wants and, and what we need uh, for the baseball team, but he's gonna get us there. I have no doubt about that, and I, I look forward to seeing us in the Omaha in a couple of years. And. Mm-hmm. Having a chance to play for the for the championship, I really believe that's what this team is capable of in, in the next few seasons. I agree. And
1: yeah, I do too.
0: But uh, real quick on basketball, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, congratulations to Dante Hall. Yes, he signed to play in the summer league for the Detroit Pistons. That's uh, awesome. Reto Bossahan uh, signed to play with the Phoenix Suns. Wow! In the in the summer league, he's played played really well. I believe he's in the G League this last year, and he played really well uh, in the Suns organization. And, uh, obviously he played well enough for them to bring him up to, uh, to the, uh, to the summer league team to see what he can kind of do. And, uh, I is one of my favorite players that Alabama had yeah. over the past few years. Yeah. Last year for the, uh, for the, uh, Northern Arizona Suns, obviously the G League affiliate for the Phoenix Suns, he averaged 12 points, four rebounds and five assists. Oh, nice. So, uh. So he played pretty well, and that was in twenty six minutes of play. So, you know, I think he'll he'll provide, uh, you know, some 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 valid, uh, you know, some real good contributions for the summer league team, and you know they they really have a needed guard, Phoenix. Though. They do. So maybe if he plays well enough and, and shows up and shows out, he might get a chance with, with the with the NBA team, and that would be great for for both Retton and for the uh, for the Alabama basketball program. And we wish Dante a lot of luck. I think Dante can make the league. I, I really do. I mean when you got mm-hmm. a guy that's, you know, six nine but has a seven I think a seven two wingspan, yeah. can run the floor, has a decent jump shot, can make free throws, can finish at the rim, catch lobs, I mean, I, I think that guy has a place in the league. So I agree. I think I think he's give, given this opportunity, I think he can he can make the most of it and, and find a spot uh with some team in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I you know, he's long lanky he can, um, I, you know, it's gonna be hard at the, for the Pistons. I mean, they've got Blake Griffin and and uh, Deandre, uh, DeAndre Jordan or Drummond. Drummond, yeah, Andre Drummond, and um, but you know they need some bench players. So I mean, come off the bench when when Drummond gets some foul trouble because he does that a lot. But when he's not giving when Drummond's not giving you twenty rebounds a game, he's in the foul trouble. But um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad they both got. Um, Got shots because I'm I'm with Stacey. I love Ratno Basahan. He was he was awesome to watch. Um, I like Relford as well. You know. Um, oh yeah, I can he's, sit here and talk all day about former Alabama basketball. Oh players. man, me too. Like, we may Walker, have to do a, Alonzo
0: G. Tony yeah. Mitchell. Jim we Michael may have Green. to do
1: the, the top or our best position players on the basketball side here next. Yeah. You know. I mean that'd be fun to do because there's so many good ones. My my favorite player uh, went to uh, Gerald Wallace went to the Charlotte Hornets when they expand. That's why I'm a big Charlotte Hornets fan. They're losing Kimba, which sucks. So maybe they can trade for Retton because they need some they need some guard help as well. But but um, yeah, we could talk about former players yeah, yeah. all day long on the basketball. Ernest game. Shelton, Oh gosh. Chuck Davis, Jamario, Kenny Davison, Winston, Kenny Winston. Yeah, I mean. All Obviously the, Antoine Petway. He Pellet, was a lot of fun to uh, college. Mo Williams.
0: Yep. Um did you say Jermichael Green? Yep, Jermichael Green. Yep. There's been a you know, uh, yeah. albums had a lot of good basketball players, and this is just in the last, you know, ten, fifteen years that Man, we're talking about. Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, even before that, you're talking about guys like Latrell Speed Robert Ory, don't forgive him. Robert Ory. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's <laughs> there's been a lot of good basketball yeah, players in has. Alabama. Yeah. And uh I I, tr- I really believe that the best is yet to come with that program. Nate know there. I have a lot of confidence in I'm what, just excited. Yeah, I am too. It's, hmm. it's, it's, and, you know, like we talked about earlier, they're on the recruiting trail hot. Oh, I, yeah. I really believe that when it's all said and done, we're going to sign two five-star players in this I agree. class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, like, right now, I really believe I'll be on the leads for Deshaun Nix, the, uh, the, the number one point guard for, for the 20- Twenty class. I really believe the album was in the lead for him, and you know you look at a guy like uh, Marjan uh, hmm I believe that uh, he's another five star guy. I believe the album's in really good position for him. Then you got guys, you know that Jaden Stone. He moved out of state, and uh, mm-hmm. now he plays in Wichita, Kansas. But I really believe the album was uh, got a shot with him. And then you look at the guys that are not, you know, as highly rated. Uh, but you know, really You know, Hunter Dickinson, they were in to watch him yesterday. Yeah, I think Hodgson
1: was the one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and there's other guys that you know, Kobe Col- Jones is a rising guy in the state. Yeah. Uh, I believe that he'll wind up signing Alabama because I believe he's going to continue to rise up the rankings and, and, and you know, get a lot of notoriety. But I've seen a lot of people really mad at Nate Oates for not, you know, just getting on board and, and you know, offering these guys that are in state. I mean, who cares? Yeah, exactly. I mean, offer the best guy available. <laughs> yeah. That's how you go after is the best players, not just because they're in state. Right, exactly. I mean, I want a guy like Kobe Jones because I think he's a really good player. But, you know, if, if we can get Kobe Jones or Deshaun Nix, it's got to be one of the other. I'm going with Deshaun I mean, Nix.
1: Deshaun exactly. I mean,
0: that's just the way it is. I, yeah. I mean, I hate it for him, but, I mean, you got to go with the better
1: player. Exactly. You know. They was mad, you know, because he didn't – it seemed like they were saying he didn't go hard after um, – um oh what's his name just left. Uh Watford. But um I, I really I really didn't think Watford's gonna come just because, you know, there was a lot of internal problems that, that Johnson had within the um the feel of of the um what in the world <laughs> of the um of the locker room and stuff. But um you know, he uh Nate Nate Oates, he come in and um Recruited hard, you know, tried to get him, but win him over. But just well, wasn't meant to be, and that was fine, you know.
0: Trendy can just lose to to us now. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, that's I mean, what's going to happen.
1: Like I've seen people say, it's going to be nice to watch him score 40 against us in, in a losing effort, you know. I don't think he's going to score 40 against us. I don't us, But, I don't, either. but he, he, I don't think they're going to win against us.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think we've chatted long enough yeah. now. But But uh, it was supposed to be just about the top five tight ends of the Nick Saban era, but really it's just – it was An argument too. between two. <laughs> yeah. well, we've had a you know we've had a few decent guys, but but really, you know, just talented tight ends was was OJ Howard and Irv Smith Jr. and uh, so that's all we got for today. Uh, we hope you all enjoy the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel now. at yes. the Tide Talk podcast. Make sure you follow me, Stacy Blackwood, on Twitter at Blackwood eighty nine. I'm at uh, Jake Thomas Tide. And uh, you can follow our uh, podcast Twitter feed at TideTalk underscore pod. And make sure you tweet at us using the hashtag Tide Talk, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk to y'all again soon, guys. Roll See Tide. See
1: y'all. Roll Tide.